peanut butter whiskey is what I'm drinking tonight. What in the world kind of abomination is that? Yeah, and I expected you to say that, and I'm going to send you a picture of the bottle later because <laughs> it's it's so good. Okay. <laughs> it's good. really good. I'm glad you're enjoying it. That sounds yeah. weird as hell. We, It'd probably be really good with, like, Kahlua or, like, a chocolate yeah. liqueur or something. Oh, man. We mixed it together with... Um, we mix it together with milk tea. Like we went to the Asian Mart and went and got some Thai milk tea, mixed it together with that. It's really, really good. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm fairly excited and happy about it. Mm-hmm. So I'm drinking that straight tonight. Yeah. Mm. Still good. Whiskey is so good. It's incredible. <laughs> I really don't like peanut butter like flavored alcoholic drinks like i didn't like that like i don't like peanut butter beer very much and oh, i don't I know what it is about this whiskey it's just so good and i can just it's perfect like it's the perfect blend of like sweet and like not sweet i don't know it's amazing good yeah I'm, 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 I'm a huge fan it's uh it's great it was my uh christmas gift i got I have exciting news for you in the physical activity apartment of my life. I bought Ring Fit Adventure, which I'm not sure if you know what that is. I am not at all sure what that is. I'm, I, you should take I, a I look at that. I just had to take a moment to like mental inventory and think if I had heard that those words in that order before. Yeah. I have not. Nintendo has been trying to create a workout game that's successful and like actually works for people for so long. <laughs> this is it. This is the one. They've done it. They've created the game. It's essentially Pilates. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. <laughs> it's great. I've only done one workout session. I think I'm going to work out again tonight. <laughs> that sounds awful. So far, so far, you've hit me with peanut butter whiskey and exercise. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to welcome to 2020. Oh my! <laughs> Speaking it's a of brave welcomed, new world out here. It is. We're going to welcome you to our podcast right now. Number one podcast in this room. This is Infinite Pulp. My name is Aaron. I am Max. Welcome. Yes. We're going to have some good enjoyment out of talking about peanut butter whiskey and ring fit adventure. (laughs) It has this ring that's this resistance ring that you can pull and push in. So, So it's an RPG. So you level up. And as you level up, you get more workouts. So you want to level up so you can start varying your workouts and start doing different things. It's really cool. And you, in order to progress in the world, you have to run in place because there's a Joy-Con attached to your leg. Mm-hmm. And that pushes you forward. Now, while you're pushing, now while you're running in place, there's all these different collectibles like um, big rings or not rings, they're coins. Big coins are small coins. And you either push or pull. Like if you pull, you like suction them in or you, if you push, you like hit things out of your way. So as you're like running in place, you're pushing and pulling this resistance ring. <laughs> And if you push it, put it down towards the ground and make it parallel, you push it, it'll pop you up in the air. So if you make any jumps, you can do that. That's very So it's like keeping silly. active the whole time, but it's also keep, I mean, there's, and you can just try to do a workout. You don't have to do the RPG. I'm just like, I set my phone for 30 minutes and it's just like, all right, I'm just going to do this for 30 minutes. And you're not working out the entire time because there's some story, but so it gives you kind of a nice little break. Mm-hmm. That is nice. I was nice. Legit, legitimately sore like, the next day. <laughs> not like terribly terribly sore like after i like you know lifted or anything but like still it was great and i'm sore in these two shoulder muscles up here right here and i don't know why 
I wasn't sore a few days ago, and these, both of these on my shoulders are sore. So something I did over the last couple of days made my shoulders sore here. I don't know why. Yeah, um, haven't been playing many games. I've been watching a lot of Star Wars and like Star Wars Rebels. Mm-hmm. And I went and saw Rise of the Skywalker. Um, and so. Can, can you, you tell me your thoughts without spoiling it? Yeah, I think it's. I think it's a not very well designed movie, but I liked it. Mm, interesting. So. There's a few things, and we'll we'll have a, a whole spoiler cast as soon as you watch it. Okay. And we'll get into it, and we'll post it as like a bonus episode for everybody. Or maybe we'll just post it as a regular one, because that conversation is probably going to be a long, a long bit. But, uh, yeah, it was really fun. This is a really good opportunity for us to, uh, to play What Am I Watching?, Oh no! I I had allowed myself to forget that this was coming. Yeah. Um, all right. All right. All right. Okay. So, so I, need to... I thought I've been thinking about what am I watching, and of the amount of streaming services I have, and things that I watch and I like to look at while I'm doing this. Um, it's going to be really difficult to get it in five questions and two two guesses. So I'm willing to throw out what streaming service it's on. That's um okay. If you want. Okay, let's try it once and see how it goes. It never never hurts. We can give it a shot. If it feels too easy, um, okay. we can always go back. But I think sure. it may still prove too difficult, especially because I don't have all the streaming services. Right. So it might not help me at all. But I do think it narrows down some of your some of your uh, choices. Okay. I definitely agree. So I'm watching something on Disney Plus. Okay. Is it live action? It's not. Is it made after the year 2000? No. Well, I'm going to... Did it begin... Are, sorry, did are, it begin after the year 2000? How about that? No, okay. it didn't begin after the year. They're, they're still making things, but it did not begin after the year 2000. Is it Scooby-Doo? No, that's a really good guess. That's on Boomerang and Netflix now. That's one guess, three questions. Let's review the facts. Disney Plus, it's still going on, and it was started, started before, before 2000. I don't even know enough about Disney shows to know what's going on there. Yeah. Um, uh, is it Disney is it, Plus? Disney Plus is a red herring. Oh, that's cruel of you. Okay. Um, are the characters human? Well, they are human, but... It's SpongeBob. They don't necessarily look superhuman because their skin colors are a little off. <laughs> Is it SpongeBob? No. Okay. Aaron, you have... Aaron 2, Max 0. Yeah. Uh, yeah. SpongeBob was a good choice, though. Are uh, the Nickelodeon shows on Disney Plus? No, they're not. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna keep readjusting and playing with it because I want Max to be able to get this. No, I think I can get it eventually. I think I'll get the hang of it. I think it's a there's a learning curve to it, and doing it once a week yeah. isn't enough to really be in yeah. that mindset in a good way. Yeah. So I'm happy to it. I'm happy to keep the challenge. I can come back. Everybody loves an underdog. <laughs> yeah, I think you can come back 
Two to zero. And technically, the other episode hasn't posted yet, so it's still one to zero. Oh, yeah. Because when we started playing it, I think it was the bonus Christmas episode, which didn't end up getting posted because <laughs> other things were happening in my life. So, um, I'm watching The Simpsons. Oh, oh, of course. Simpsons is on Disney Plus? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, because Disney now owns Fox, Fox. Media as yes, far as, like, Yes, they do. So is that, like, content. all 30 whatever seasons now? Yeah. That's yeah, insane. And the best part about it is, is they uh, do playlists. So during Christmas, they just combine. They just took all of the Christmas episodes and said, here you go. You want to watch just 30 Christmas episodes of The Simpsons? And you can just play through all of them. Which is wonderful because I love special episodes like that, like Christmas and uh, Halloween episodes. It's I'm, wonderful. I'm just I'm I'm still reeling from the fact that this is on Disney Plus. That's another yeah. reason to get the service. Like I'm running out of excuses not to have it. And it's so cheap. It's like six ninety nine, seven ninety nine mm-hmm. per month. Um, my dad and I went in. We bought three years of it together. Nice. Good plan. Yeah. You c- so can you buy it in have, blocks like that? Yeah, because I have a Disney Rewards card member, I had like the special pricing of like three years for like, I think it was like $180 or like 190 And so like my dad and I share almost all of our other streaming services. I'm like, do you want to just split this? And we'll just, we usually give away passwords to some other people. Like I'm pretty liberal with my HBO, my Hulu, when I'm giving folks out, uh, um, logins but i'm like nah we're just this is between us we're not yep. giving this one out to anybody yeah like, it's special yeah this is just like i think that's yep. understandable and there's always that like it's that's it's a similar situation to like as a kid you would get a new toy and for the first for the first few weeks it's like that's that's the new toy N- my new toy like <laughs> not everyone yeah. gets to play with <clears throat> my new toy as soon as i buy it that's not the rule yeah it's it's like uh it's like uh Everybody who's ever purchased a, a movie or a video game and physically and getting yeah. to take that plastic off. Yeah. Like, it's such a big deal. You don't take the plastic. You don't take my plastic off. I've like given my game to somebody and been like, here, can you take this off for me? And they're like, whoa, hold on. Are you sure you want me to take this plastic off for you? I'm like, yeah, you're right. I don't want you to. Yeah. I want to take the plastic off. No, it's a personal contract. It's 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 like take it's like unwrapping Christmas presents, right? It's like you bought the thing you get to unwrap your present. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I need to go to an episode. Episode. I need to go to another concert sometime soonish. You do need so, to go to another episode. I do. You also need I to go to did. another episode. <laughs> I mean, it legitimately just switched over to a new episode, which is probably why I said that. <laughs> it's just doing the intro right now. The, Bart is writing. Nobody reads these anymore. The dangers of being distracted. That's not true. Well, yeah, I know. Right? It makes the deal. podcast more fun, <laughs> you know. Got to keep it entertaining. Yeah, we try. We don't know if it is, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put it out there and have fun. I was watching Monsters University last night. Monsters University, mm-hmm. and the first two monsters that uh, Mike meets when he gets to college about um, joining clubs. One's or it's the orientation monsters. One's name is Jay, and the other one's name is K. <laughs> yeah, that's... so. It's got to be Men in Black, right? Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. I was I was laying in bed last night. I was like, what? Oh, do you know what that is? That's Men <laughs> in Black. That's so cool. 
<laughs> I never caught that until just now. That's great. That's one of my weak points when it comes to like pop culture in general is when pop culture references itself, I lose my mind. Like I'm always like, oh my gosh, it's so meta. It's so funny. It's, it's never great. not entertaining to me. Uh, yeah. It, I mean, it's true. I, I, I'm I'm 100% in agreement with you in all of that. I, it is one of my favorite things as well. Because just like, oh, you like that too. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. You created something that I like, but you also like something else that I like. Yeah, I don't know. It's just really cool. It, it normalizes people a lot. A lot. Yeah, it reinforces the humanity involved in the process. The fact that there are other humans who like stuff that are yeah. making stuff. And that's always very cool. I was thinking cool. about that today a lot, actually, um, about folks. And, and I want to talk about this at some point. And um, we already have something that we want to talk about tonight. But we may, we may change gears if something sounds interesting. I think it's really, um, I think we're all just very similar and nobody wants to recognize that. And it, it, it really frustrates me. Explain more. We all go through very similar emotions and have similar insecurities and have similar things that we're dealing with. Um, this first kind of thought process to me started when I was a couple years ago when I was recently single and was like trying to figure out how I was going to date again. And like, every, like most people who are single, prob- like not most, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to generalize, but like people who are single, like want to date, like we want to find somebody, you know? Mm-hmm. So why are we like making this so difficult on ourselves? Cause we all want the same thing, you know? And it's just one of those things where. I know we all just I was talking with about this with somebody um, a couple nights ago and we're like, isn't it weird? We, we, we were watching Phineas and Ferb and um, the girl liked a guy and he went off and did something with somebody else and she was getting all jealous and sad. And then she finds out that it wasn't a girl he was hanging out with. It was just another friend. And she just made this up by herself, you know, and I was that really resonated with me as far as like. You think you're alone on an island and how you're feeling, but you're really not. Like there's other people that are doing and going through the same stuff that you're going through. Yeah. Yeah. I and, watched some show where they said we create our own prisons. Yeah. That's very true. And it, it kind of is just one of those things like, I don't know, it really resonates with me well. And it kind of brings some comfort of, you know, it, it makes me want to be more honest. I mean, legitimately, because people typically want to tell you things so if you just I, I've kind of found that like I don't know I just this is how I'm feeling and then you talk you're like well oh, this is how I'm feeling you know like yeah. it's just one of those things where and I think that's the part that gets me and the part that like I struggle with is the fact that we are generally really afraid to express our vulnerabilities and being feeling letting us feel the things that we Everybody feels. Mm-hmm. What are but some of the reasons too- we do that? Do you think? Because I think it's more than just fear. Sometimes. No, I think it is too. I think it's fear. I think it's pride. I think there's so many different ways and reasons you won't share or you won't go about doing something. Whether it's because I, you know, I'm not, I won't. I don't want to label anything specifically. You know, because everybody kind of has their own thing. Mm-hmm. But. It's just really interesting to me, the fact that like, 
well, life kind of sucks for me right now. Does life suck? You know, and like, this is why. Oh, life sucks for me right now. You know, like, I don't know. It's just, I just think that right now there's, there's, I think it's just a trap that people feel. And like, I think you're right that they create their own prisons and you isolate yourself without allowing yourself to not be isolated mm-hmm. because you think you're feeling this way and you want to like feel and then you know there's somebody down the street that's feeling the same thing you are right now like and you don't always have the opportunity to talk to folks who are feeling the same as you do but if you can find that like i think there's just a really good comfort in finally releasing your thoughts and emotions and struggles and everything that you're dealing with at the moment Mm -hmm. and to people who are also dealing with that stuff because you know, it's kind of more of a collective thing. Yeah. Vulnerability is really scary, but there's also a lot of freedom in it. Yeah. And and there's absolutely a fine line too, between knowing where that vulnerability needs. I don't want to say not overshare, but you know, like, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to think on this and we're going to, we're going to wrap back around at some point. Cause I think there's something here. Um, but I'm not sure what it is yet. But you guys get the gist of it. You're smart. I understand. <laughs> you guys got it. Yeah. And it, it's something to think about and talk about with your friends, too. Absolutely. Please. And be vulnerable with folks. Yeah. You don't know? take us at our word. No. Don't don't believe anything we say. <laughs> well, that's probably this, this wise. Is, this is just for entertainment purposes. <laughs> <laughs> the points don't matter. Um, so that kind of actually really gently slides into what I what I want to, to uh, discuss tonight a little bit. And um, I was thinking about this. So I was reading an article and I, I feel bad because I cannot for the life you remember who wrote it, where I read it, what was going on. But um, actually, it may have been when I was talking to my friend um, who we're going to have on the podcast and we're going to do uh, he's going to be part of our top top 10, 15, 20 favorite movies because um, he loves movies so much. And um, he's also going, he also wants to uh, join us for some Mission Impossible watching and breaking down. Excellent. Because I love the Mission Impossible movies and I think the second one is awesome and he hates it so much. <laughs> and I'm very excited. I really want to do a live commentary with the three of us while we watch Mission Impossible too. Very excited. I'm always excited about people who have strong opinions about yes. oh, pop yeah. culture. Like, I, yeah, I don't care like, if you agree with me or not. If you have very strong opinions, I'm oh, always yeah. excited to hear them. It's going to be a real fun discussion. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, we're going to get we're going to get into it really well. So um, guests coming soon. It's not just going to be Max and I talking the whole time. We're going to bring some more folks on here for you. You know be boring if it was just us yeah only after we run out of things to talk to about <laughs> yeah so maybe like three or four years um <laughs> we'll we'll see you guys around so just skip ahead episode like 300 and that'll be our first guest um uh, no so he, i think it was him or somebody i'm gonna give him credits for it anyways but i kind of want to stick to the theme we've been talking a little bit about social media lately because i know we talked a little bit about privacy and kind of talking about that and i i just kind of want to get your opinion because i think it's interesting to have lived when you and i have grown up and lived in because we saw the 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 extreme transition from analog to digital Mm -hmm. 
and social media was starting after we had kind of already figured out how to interact with people. So there's all these things that didn't used to happen that now happen because of social media. And there's only one subsect of our like community and our um, culture who grew up with this and has a better grasp at it than a lot of the other folks do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really interesting. But essentially what he was talking about was is the, the idea that when people are posting to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, they're posting their greatest successes and best points in their life, but not necessarily anything else. So what we do, and I'm very guilty of this, and you look at somebody and you're like, oh, they're, their life is going amazing right now. Mm-hmm. And I think it's similar to that, like, no, we are, we're very similar people. Like, we feel the same things, but nobody posts that they're really depressed right now and they haven't been able to get out of bed for four days or, or they're struggling with this or, or this. Like, they post, I just got a new job and I just got a new job. And you're not just seeing one or two people. So our friend circles used to be like, I don't know what it used to be, but like I have, a, I have a small friend circle and I do some social media stuff. But like when my friends have successes and their friends have struggles, that's pretty much my extent of what I know about things. But when you look on Twitter, you have like 300 people that you're following and 200 of them just got a new job. And you're like, yeah. well, what? I, I don't want a new job, you know? And yeah, I kind of interested in your real. thoughts about – how you think that's affecting us as individuals and then maybe on the culture as a whole. Yeah. If you're able to talk about that. Yeah. Um, because I think it's really detrimental sometimes to not be aware of what's going on Mm -hmm. and considering and looking at, and that's kind of just that part of being vulnerable. It kind of is all wrapped up together, you know, where if anybody's, everyone's just posting what, so I don't know the, the, the bear, the brass tacks of it is, is, is it more beneficial to have all of this knowledge and all of this access to all of this information about other people's lives? Or, you know, is it really like, and do, do we just have to deal with it? I mean, we do. We have to deal with it at this point. This is not going away. Or is like ignorance just the best thing ever? Because sometimes it is. But is that detrimental to yourself and not allowing yourself to grow like you should be? That's kind of where I'm lying right now. And I'd like to flesh that out a little bit. Okay. Interesting. Um, so do you want to start from the technology perspective, like in a, in a raw sense and then like expand yeah. it to like individual use and then like cultural use and just sort of yeah, get bigger and bigger so. picture? I think so. Cause I think it's interesting that like, um, like just people 10 years younger than us, I think have such a better grasp on how social media works and how it's ran and, maybe not falling into those traps that I fall into. But um, I don't know. What are your thoughts? I think the technology aspect is great. I'm a huge fan of it. I think it's phenomenal. I think it's really exciting and it's really momentous and it represents almost an epoch. You know, it's almost on the technological revolution is almost is on the level of the industrial revolution in terms of the impact it has on humanity. Um, I love it. I think it's fun. I think 
Wikipedia is incredible. Just the notion that you can go online and and learn until like there's enough material on there to just like learn about stuff until you run out of time on this planet. Right. <laughs> and that's oh, yeah. incredible to me. The the way that it's allowed us to connect, the way that it allows us to be there for each other, reach out to each other, um remain in contact over long periods of time. Like I know a lot of people there's like a lot of people who will quit social media in like bursts of righteous like cleansing. And I'm like, but what about your friends? Like, how do you keep in touch with them? And and yes, like 600 of my friends on Facebook are people I haven't spoken with in more than six months. But if I ever want to, or if I ever need to, or if they ever need to, they have the chance. And I think that's a lot of what I like about technology in general is just the awareness that we have the chance to do good things. And I think that on its own outweighs the bad. I'm a huge fan. I think technology is wonderful. Yeah. In every respect. I, 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 I very much so like it. I mean, it's allowing you and I to do what we're doing right now. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you don't know, Max and I are not in the same room. <laughs> we're almost as far as apart as you possibly can be, but still being in the same country. <laughs> And so it's, it's wonderful. Um, and there are definitely people that I talk to only because I have Facebook Messenger and only because I have like some sort of social media yeah. and technology. It's, it's truly wonderful. Do you, and you think, do you think it's just a, a learning curve for everybody to get used to the new world and a hundred years from now? Uh, let's do 30, I don't know, 100 years from now when we're all dead and everyone is just, this is just what they've grown up in. Like, do we have some of the same pitfalls? Do you think those ever go away? It's probably too hard to tell, but like, give me a, because I don't know if, I don't know if they ever do. I don't know. It seems like folks that are younger than I am by by a, a good margin, oh, maybe 10 years, we'll just do 10 years. Like, they seem like they have a better grasp on not letting that, that that stuff affect them as much. Yeah. And I think honestly, like there's a lot of talk around the idea that it's not good for us to have this much technology and, you know, kids should go out and play. And I remember the creator of Calvin and Hobbes, Bill Watterson was like vehemently anti-television, right? Like that's part of the reason he showed Calvin watching it so much was because it was like obvious how um, negatively it affected him. Um, but I think I honestly feel like technology is a tool, right? And so however people choose to use the tool influences whether it's good or bad. The the thing itself is it's like a knife, right? Like the knife isn't inherently evil. It's a it's just a knife, right? right? It's a tool. And if you use that knife to cut up your linguine that you made at home, good for you for spending all that time making homemade pasta, um, then it's not evil. But if you use it to kill someone, suddenly it it is a bad thing. And 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 I think it's important to remember that at any end of the electronics that people are using are people. <laughs> and you, you can't forget the human component to it. So do you – man, I had a question and then the intro started again and it's just so good. Um, do you think then – that 
let me see if I can word this correctly. The, the people, is there any responsibility in, in being more than just an individual? Is there a cultural community, um, national, whatever you want to call it, a collective of people responsibility to, uh, recognize when maybe the tool is causing more damage than then it's doing good i think not, not necessarily saying that that's what social media is doing i'm just asking like you know it does seem to be like 80 percent kind of like just people getting mad at each other and 20 percent people uplifting folks or just using it for fun are you talking about regulation yeah, I guess I'm talking about regulation and and where that line is drawn versus where that that per, like where where does somebody else outside of the individual like when do we take away regulation from the individual or yeah when like you know are we letting self regulation happen with all of this or when is that the time to where's that tipping point is there a tipping point do we let it run I think. The freedom of the internet is something that's very near and dear to my heart, and I think it is just as important as freedom of speech. I think there are there are a lot of people who get really upset because people post bad things on the internet, and I get that. And I think that there are communities in place to help moderate that to some degree, you know, like the FBI and the CIA and the communities, watchdog communities who are on the lookout for the egregiously like illegal stuff. Um, but I think when you talk about whether or not people should be able to post hate speech, and this was something that was actually really scary to me to watch happen on YouTube. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a huge Disney dork. I'm all about good feelings and love and flowers. I'm, I'm schmoopy as all get out. Um, but it scares me when hate speech is censored because it could very easily be the opposite. You could very easily have companies in power because ultimately that's what's being decided, right? YouTube is deciding that this sort of branding doesn't make it any money or loses it money. So it, it puts the kibosh on it. But if the opposite were true and they found that, that hate actually um, generated revenue, as I think a lot of modern media do, then it would suddenly be much more frightening. And so I think it's like Voltaire said, you know, I may not agree with what you say, but I will defend to the death your right to say it. And I think that's, that's inherently necessary for freedom as an ideology to to exist in the modern world and i think it has to exist in in the digital world as well and i think there that means that there that parents have to take responsibility about educating their children to be safe on the internet i think that yeah. means that people people have to do work right like it's not work. easy right it's not you have to no. put in some effort so that yeah. we can we can experience that together and and have that sort of limitless opportunity that we have because the moment you start letting people control what we get to see, that's when our freedom is gone. Like that's it. Yeah. I agree. That was, uh, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, 
I'm, I'm uh, in line with you on that one. I think that's really important um, to just have that ability and to be able to express yourself that way. And I think you're right. I think that, um, and I think that's kind of what I'm trying to get at here is that they, I, it's, it's an interesting time to, to figure this out because we're going to be, we're going to be parents or our generation is going to be the parents trying to teach folks this. And we didn't, we had to figure out for ourselves how to do it, you yeah. know? And like, we didn't get to, like, we had already established, I don't know. I mean, I think Twitter was around when I was in college. So that's what, that's when I first learned about it. I think 2006, 2007. So I had already developed like 18 years of my social game without having to have social media involved in it. And so I think it's a really, I, I don't think we've got it yet. Like, I don't think like we figured out the best way to in like live with this world and not let it affect us as much as it does. No, absolutely. It's a learning curve. And like, I, <laughs> with every great invention, I mean, there's a period, there's a, there's a period of like acceptance and, and clumsiness while you come to grips with the capacities and the boundaries and the, 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 the heights that it could be taken to. Right. Yeah. So learning how to do that, in a healthy way is, is a journey. And I think you get so many people, especially because there is such a, a marked difference between those of us who grew up comfortable with it. And those of us who grew up feeling alienated and isolated because of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there are a lot of people in older generations, um, who, who just have this mental block. And I don't mean to be condescending at all. I, I mean, like, I've had to teach, I know lots of stories of people who have to teach their grandmother to use the television remote nine different times because she is so intimidated by the newness of the experience that if she lets the fear overcome the knowledge. And it's definitely happened to me. And I, I have had to, and so finally, you know, there's that running gag that if you know how to Google, you become your family's like tech support expert. Right. And yeah, so once I taught my mom to Google her questions instead of asking me, she stopped calling me about all her tech questions. <laughs> and it was really exciting for me. It was a yeah. fabulous moment in our relationship. And it was a fabulous moment of accomplishment for her. And I think that is something that we kind of take for granted because we did have access to it from such an early age. Right. I think so, too. Um, I think Google being one of those like first kind of like great search engines you know and being able to discover things off of there and i remember googling things and legitimately searching through like five or six pages and Mm -hmm. now if it's something's not in the first like page let alone the first like five choices it's very probably rare that you're actually going to click on that link and get into it absolutely Uh, yeah i very rarely make it to page two anymore (laughs) yeah (laughs) i do too i saw something really funny on google the other day um (laughs) <laughs> it was. It was just a screenshot of somebody that says, "How do I deal with a gambling addiction?" Something like that, and then it had the Google choice of "I'm feeling lucky." <laughs> it's <was> like <laughs> <laughs> that's fabulous. <laughs> that, was, that was so good. <laughs> um, so, do you think like? I mean. 
how, how do you think this is affecting us as individuals out of just like, okay, we've kind of determined tech is, is great and it's awesome and it needs to be free-flowing and uh, this wonderful thing, and it can be, and I, I do love it. I, I you know, sometimes I'll, I will oscillate between just kind of wanting the simplicity of living without this stuff, but um, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'd ever want to be living in a. This is a weird thing to say because nobody knows anything different than what they're, they know, but. Uh, I don't think I'd ever want to be living in an, in a different time than I am right now. This is yeah. awesome. Like, I, I literally can just I don't have to like I have don't have to ask anybody to find any information out, which mm -hmm. is is weird to me and it's great. I don't have to go to life. Like, you know, like there's it's just the the paradigm shift and all these different ways of thinking about stuff. So I mean <laughs> Let's, I'm kind of want to brass it down to like the individual. So, what do we think about like? Okay, so we 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 determined that tech is great, and it's awesome, and we want to we want to keep it around, and we both we both like that so much. Is there any point in time, and this may go back to the regulations thing, it may not. That um, does it become an individual thing at that point where you have to determine how beneficial it is for yourself? and understand kind of more of a self-awareness thing where, you know what, if I'm just going to keep on feeling down because I keep on seeing all these other people having what I think is a better life than what I have, even though it's probably not, like, do you remove yourself from that? Do you grow? Like, are you even aware of it? Like, do you think that's an issue right now? I think it is, but I don't. I don't have a whole lot of data to back that up. I just kind of had an idea that said, I think this is probably going on. It's that grass is always greener, the sea of options. Like, you know, there's just so many choices. I think people are getting paralyzed instead of just deciding on stuff. Do we just yeah. have a whole culture of indecisive people? Yeah, and, and, and people who are used to immediate gratification, right? Like so much... So much is immediately available on your phone and so many people in moments of social quiet just pull their phone out, like just without mm -hmm. even thinking about it. It's habituated at this point, right? It's like, well, there's nothing going on. Might as well play on my phone. And, you know, you check the news, you check your favorite forum website, you check, you know, you play a game. Um, and I think that that immediacy of entertainment availability has definitely made it easier for people to disengage quickly. Um, yeah. And it's, I think it's harder to keep people's attention because you are living in we are living in a world where, you know, gratification is immediate now. Right. You can just you can just flip out your phone and get that dopamine drip going and it's no big deal. So I have a question for you, but you should finish your thought if you have more to say. Yeah. So what I what I just want to wrap up and say is I think one of the big things that I've always thought was kind of interesting about social media and particularly like our reliance on technology as a form of communication these days is the ability to see and sense because um, some people will say like we don't have any empathy anymore or, or like get really extreme with it and I think that's yeah. that's fear mongering and I think that's reactionary and I don't think any part of our world exists in absolutes as terrible as that um, but I think it's interesting to, to see that 
like there's an awareness of physical cues, right? Like there was this old quote that said like 80% of our communication is nonverbal and that's since been debunked, but a lot of it is nonverbal. And it's fun to see the ways that those nonverbal cues are evolving in a world where people spend less time face to face. So that's that's always my big thing when I think about this. Do you think those nonverbal cues are becoming emojis? <laughs> if anything, I think the emojis are helping remind people how to respond with their face. I, when something I think that's happens. a legitimate issue that I've I I have a really big issue with. Not emojis. I love emojis. Don't get me wrong. I think they're incredibly valuable, and I think they're incredibly valuable because you cannot read context of somebody. Like you're missing verbal and nonverbal cues when you're just reading text. So you're reading the text message or anything based upon how you feel and what you think it's going to be meaning. Which is just, it's, I mean, it works the same way with Twitter, right? Like you can't do sarcasm through text. No. It's not possible. Nope. And it's so frustrating because um, there are so many things where things get heated quickly because mm-hmm. of really unnecessary things. Like, I don't know. Like I, I try not to over, I, I, I have a tendency to over explain things a lot and it's not necessarily because I don't think the other person can get it. It's just cause like, I want to make sure they have a clear understanding of what I'm trying to say and like what's going on. Yeah. It's always been a struggle of mine. I've really tried to pull back on that and not like, and just like assume that the person knows if I'm going to say something and not like try to just immediately explain why it's going on. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that stems from just, having so many interactions with folks where I've sent them a text message or post on Twitter and it's been taken the wrong way. And I, that's kind of what I'm, I really don't like being taken the wrong way and I don't like people not trusting me when I say things. So I know that's kind of an individual thing for me, but like, I it's just, I think not having that understanding that, it's difficult to read context through text messaging or through any sort of written social quick 140 character 280 like interaction i think you just got to be aware of it you know like yeah, yeah. And there's not a lot of room for nuance in a text yeah and that's where i like to live i like to live in the nuance so maybe that's a me issue versus everybody else but like i don't know it's um it's fascinating man like it really is like i just i find all this so fascinating because i am so disengaged with social media and i just i don't care but i do you, it's weird like i i have an instagram i have a twitter um <laughs> it's really funny i started tweeting way more often than i used to and i lost so many more followers <laughs> like what now that you know my opinion you don't mm-hmm. want to follow me <laughs> and you're like and it's like you're losing people who could have just deleted their account or just arbitrarily removed you because honestly, I have like four friends who actually I know follow me on Twitter. Like everybody else, I have no idea who they are. Mm-hmm. And so it was like losing that person still feels bad, even though it's so arbitrary. And I think that's kind of the crux of where my like point is tonight or where everything is at for me is just like. 
there's something in the world and in the culture and in so integrated in everybody's lives that only like 20% of the population has gotten at this point. Does, does that make sense? Like, yeah. And so it's really, uh, you know, I, I want to live to be like 200. I want to see what happens when like, cause we're digital now and like people accept change. I mean, I've, I have experienced that before. I have looked at something and said, I don't know how to do this and I don't want to learn. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to. I did that with an iPhone. Somebody handed me their iPhone, like generation three. It wasn't even a good iPhone. Like it was just <laughs> the most basic of basics. And I looked at her and I'm like, I, I, I have no idea. I, you don't have a back button. I don't know how to get back <laughs> off of the screen. I need a back button. <laughs> like I've had an Android for like, Four years now, I have to have something. I can't. I can't work this anymore. And I got frustrated and mad. And it was my first realization of like, okay, I need to be a little like nicer to folks who yeah. have have a barrier to entry. Yeah, because it's tough. Yeah, uh, it can be. It can be, especially if the person is impatient. I think it's a lot of fun to be able to learn, and I yeah. love to play with that. But nine times out of ten, if someone is like looking to me to do that new thing it's because they want a thing done quickly. Like yeah. pull up this image or figure this out. And it's like, they don't want to sit there for 15 minutes while you learn yeah. a new system of how to do things before you can actually start solving the problems. I think it's important to recognize a one-off opportunity versus like a teach a man to fish kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. like, all right, let me just get to the, the, the channel that you want to watch and we'll be fine. Like, let's get there. Or like, let me just pull this up for you and we'll be good. Versus like, oh, I'm not going to be with you for the next two years. You need to learn how to do this by yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but uh, yeah, I, I, it's, I don't know. It's, it just, I always, it, it brings me back to, do you think the, uh, do you think all of this has created um, a really severe FOMO culture? Because we're constantly seeing people do fun things where, 20 years ago, 20, probably, yeah, 20 years ago, we would have never known that unless you and I talked, I mean, you don't post a whole lot to social media about what you're doing, but like, say you did and posted that you went out to New Year's Eve and you hung out by the bar and you were live tweeting that stuff. You're having a killer time and I'm just sitting at my house doing nothing and I'm all jealous now because you're having a killer time and I'm not. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's just something we're going to have to get over collectively as a culture? Or do you think it ever goes away? Do you think? I think it's a. I think it's a comfort thing. I think it's a, a security thing. I think it's ultimately boils down to self esteem and like self awareness. Because if you, so there's one of my favorite movies of all time is Lost in Translation by Sofia Coppola. <sighs> that movie is and so good. There's a line in there where he says, and I know I've been using quotes a lot tonight. I try not to be platitudinous like this as much anymore, but um, I I used to be. And so that's kind of bleeding through tonight. I apologize, but here we go anyway. Um, He says, the more you know who you are and what you want, the less you let things upset you. And I think it's very true. I think if you are where you want to be, Doing what you want to do, the all of that other stuff is just noise. You know, it's like it's it's there and you can look at it and you can celebrate your friends' achievements and you can engage with them. Um, but if you're doing what you want to be doing, like 
then obviously you're not going to be sad about it. Like before I came over here, I got Wendy's and my fiance and I watched an episode of Dexter and we were playing on our phones a little bit and we were like both on social media at one point and I was looking at all these awesome things that people did for New Year's and I was like, that's so cool. I'm so grateful to be where I am right now. And I think that's really what I feel is like the opportunity around this kind of issue is like it's a chance for people to recognize more quickly than they maybe even ever could before whether or not they are feeling fulfilled right and so like if you in in, back before technology you know if, if you if you didn't know what was going on you would have to like either go to school or go to some group gathering and swap stories to find out if you were content right like the sounding board of your reality was much farther away and so it took a lot longer for the echo to reach back to you mm-hmm. and now that sounding board is in our pocket yeah so if and i say this with all the love in the world people if you are experiencing that FOMO, if you feel like you're constantly worried about being left out, if you are feeling like other people must be having more fun or being more successful or whatever layer of frustration or insecurity social media is providing for you, don't see that as a shortcoming. It's an opportunity. Your your identity, yourself, your inner self is telling you, hey, I want something more. And and then you have a chance to go out and decide what that is and, and discover what that is for yourself. Yes. Those of you who can't see Aaron's face right now, he's he's thinking about whether or not he needs to disagree with me. Yeah, I and I don't disagree with you. Um, I think... I I don't know. I, I I'm I don't have a lot of FOMO in my life, right? And mm-hmm. so um, I'm. It, I think what you said. Now that I'm had some time to process it, a little bit of dead air. You know, we like that on here. I'm with you, and I think that. Um, it it resonates with me really well because honestly, when I am in a bad place in my life, the last thing that I want to be is alone. Mm-hmm. And it just kills me to be alone. So I try to, even though I know like I love being alone, I really, I know what I, I understand when I'm in a happy place because like I am so content and just like, Oh, you don't want to hang out with me on Monday night? You mean I get to come home and play Fall in Order for five hours and like just <laughs> roll to bed? Heck yeah, I'm all about this. But it is so attached to my level of contentment and joy and happiness and everything that's inside of my life that um, I, I wonder if that's just kind of normal and that – or if there's something that needs to happen to where I don't oscillate between those two as much. Um, it's really interesting. Um, and I think 
think that fear of, of missing out on something has so much more to do with situational things a lot of times than also where you're at in your life too. I mean, you could be a happy person and you just want to be with somebody and you see them going out and doing fun things and you just kind of get you down. Um, and you want to be out there with a person, but I don't necessarily think that it's always attached to how content you are in your life. But I think the extreme levels of FOMO and the extreme, honestly, extreme levels of anything can, can be kind of a lot of times directly tied back to what you think of yourself and who you are and who you've come to realize yourself as being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, So that covers the individual on some level. Are there other aspects of the individual affected by technology that you'd like to explore? Yeah, I think so. Have we missed anything? The really kind of just – no, I don't think we really did miss a whole lot of things. I I, I like where we're going with this. Um, I think we've touched on a lot of stuff that that I've kind of had questions about and, and, and trying to think through and process. Um, I, I still don't. I still don't know when we get better at this. I think we get better at this when I don't know. I'm excited for ten years. Have you ever looked at yourself? Not even as much that. Have you ever just thought about what you knew ten years ago versus how much you know now, and how excited you are to live another ten years and become such a better person than you mm-hmm. were the ten years prior to that? Mm-hmm. I think about that every once in a while, and I, I it gets me so excited to just want to progress forward and understand more about everything. You know, like yeah. man, I, you always look back and you're like, man, I was I was I was awful. Like I was not a good like I wasn't <laughs> as smart as I am now. I wasn't as emotionally intelligent. And just like ten years ago, it's amazing the progress that you make between between that time. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if I'm interested to see how technology shapes all of that and how wouldn't I, I, I'm really curious about the my older brother, my younger brother kind of grew up with it, but he's on that cusp of developing who he was as a person before all the social media stuff started to hit. But I'm really curious about people who are just now hitting college just graduating high school in middle school like i want to see what they're going to do with all of this in the next like 15 years mm-hmm. because it's like the batman saying of you know you adopted the darkness but i was born into it yeah and i think that's really apropos here where there are so many people in the world right now that have to adapt the darkness of social media or the light you know just playing with it here but we're experiencing people who are behind us who were born into it and just kind of have that like it's just what it was. This is what life is, you know? Yeah. It's like changing the channel of the three because you want to play video games. Nobody does that anymore. You just plug into HDMI. You don't need to change your channel to a specific <laughs> place to catch cable or to catch video games or to do any – you know, you just like, yeah. all right, switch it to an input and we're good to go. Uh, it, it excites me. Like – I hope that we continue to learn going forward with, and people want to continue to progress and continue to try to figure this stuff out, even though it's not always easy or it's not always the most comfortable thing to do. 
um, because it's not going away. Like we are not losing this aspect of technology in our culture. Like it's just going to be around for a while. Yeah. And oh, so forever. we got to, yeah, we got to live here to stay. This. Yeah. You can't put yeah. this genie back in the bottle. No, it's out. There is no way to put that back in. And I love it. I love that. I just, just kind of, I want to talk about forced learning and forced technology advances at some point. Cause I think that's also very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think the um, I think we're going to be better for it overall once everybody kind of figures their crap out and and we kind of lose some of that need like it's it's kind of something that's always really bothered me and maybe you can speak to this a little bit and give me your thoughts on on this but I've always been really bothered by everybody who has said that we are devaluing interactions between people because social media exists. And my thought process has always been, it's not that things are less valuable than they were before or less intimate. The medium has changed, not the person behind the medium. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. And I think people like one of my favorite quotes of all time is from Plato who said, if the youth of today are to inherit the world, I can't see it lasting another hundred years. Right. And that was a pretty smart dude. 2000 years ago. Right. Like every, every group has a boogeyman or a straw man. And that, that, that's not necessarily to devalue these issues. I think they're important issues to talk about. But I think it escalates to boogeyman levels when you talk about things in absolutes and when you talk about things in terms of unilateral experience. Yeah. Which, of course, in itself is a unilateral experience. Right. That I just said. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've always I've always been fascinated by that, and the uh, the the just no, we just we're changing. We're not. It's not even changing. We're we're progressing. That's what we're doing. We're not. We're not. I don't, I really don't think. I just think that things have been changed a little bit. I don't think that that three hundred years ago it, it was. Any more, any more intimate? I don't know. I, I've I've done some reading about historical things. I, I read a Walt Disney uh, biography once, and the most fascinating thing out of that came about culture and how people just don't change. Like they do, and cultures have kind of a free flow to it, you know, an ebb and a flow versus what's going on, but. The like the most interesting thing out of that book was like the office politics mm-hmm. at Disney and like everybody was everybody was intimate with each other. Everybody was full like, you know, like it wasn't this pristine, like clean culture that everybody thinks it was in the 40s, 50s, you know, like that people want trying to make you believe yeah. it's no, we were the same. But because we have technology and because we have internet and all these other things were visible now. And I think that's probably the most important thing out of all of this to me is like, we're not necessarily altering. We are altering a little bit how do we interact with people, but we're not like altering what we're doing. Everything's just kind of known now. 
whereas you could not have things known. So there could be, there is, it's great. There is less misconception about what's going on in the world than there was 50 years ago. And I really like that. Yeah. I think that's really important. And I think, I think everyone's going to come to terms with the negative stuff and hopefully we purge it because it's visible now and we can see it and not, and I think that's awesome. Yeah, and at the same time, we have to be wary and aware that everything is not bright and shiny. Like, I'm not yeah, advocating naivety, sure. right? Like, understanding that that digital warfare is the new battleground and misinformation is very real. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to you have to be aware of that, and you have to take everything you see with a grain of salt. So it's you know it's very much a process, but I think yeah. it's it the the good. I think absolutely always the bad. But a lot of that ties into the fact that I'm kind of an optimist and I'm kind of an idealist. Like I believe in the inherent goodness of humanity uh, a lot. <laughs> so um, I, I, I get why other people might be a little bit more slow to adopt the goodness of technology itself. Because like we talked about earlier, there is no goodness of the thing. It's just a tool. And yeah. what we do with it will determine whether or not it turns out to have been good. So it's, uh, it's up to you. Everybody, like, make your own way. You know, like, figure out where that level for you is going to be and have some self-awareness to look at yourself and say, all right, is this a social media thing or do I need to look a little deeper and is this like a me thing? Yeah. And I think that's really important, having that self-awareness to... Or if you have a good friend, like, Max will tell me when I'm messing up and I appreciate that. And so... Just, I don't know, be good, be honest. And work through it, like have the courage to work through it. Practice your stamina about hearing things that you don't necessarily agree with. Like think critically about stuff, you know, reflect more. Don't be so sure of yourself all the time, but also don't be so sure of everybody else all the time either. Like be comfortable calling each other on it and then also remember that that person calling you on something might still be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, that's, I I can't remember when it was that I learned that lesson. It it was not too long ago when you seek advice from somebody and they give it to you, it's possible that they're wrong. Yep. (laughs) And, and it took me a long time to figure that out. And it was like, I was talking to somebody about something and I realized like our lives up to this point in the last like 10 years have been vastly different. So even though I may have this set of life experiences, I'm trying to seek advice from somebody I very much so respect and I like their opinion, you know, and I I trust them. They've never been through what I've just been through. So how are they going to be able to give me a, I mean, probably still give me some opportunities, but like how, you know, like they could be wrong. And I, I mm-hmm. think that's also important. So don't just go to one one place. Uh, be intelligent about how you're seeking out advice. I think is where my lesson is on that one. Yeah, yeah. For myself. And, and, and be thoughtful about everything, right? Be thoughtful about what you feel, and remember that what you feel may not be right immediately. And then when you talk to other people, be thoughtful that what they think might not also be right. And like synthesize based on all the all the opinions you hear and data you collect uh, the answer that feels most right to you yeah and go from there 
and, and understand that any decision you come to is malleable, right? Like that's where I think people really get into trouble is they make up their minds about a thing and that's it forever, mm-hmm. right? They're like, I am happy with who I am as a person and I'm done growing <laughs> and they just won't talk about it anymore. And I, that that's really sad to me. So now that we've just told you all these things that you need to go do, uh, I feel like I'm lecturing you and I don't want to. Um, so that was, that was good. It was kind of a moral preaching tangent. Yeah. Yeah. We did I didn't kind mean of go it to be, it's not there. what I wanted it to devolve into. Um, we still haven't talked about the effects of technology in the broad scale. Yeah. Let's get into that for a second. Um, I think uh, I have hope. And that's kind of where I'm at. And I have hope and I don't have hope, I think. I think technology, I think there's a lot of people in in the world right now that, um, oh, I think the younger generation is going to be fine. I really do. I think they're going to be fine with it. Like it's, I, they grew up with everything. You know, it's just kind of that change overall. And we're just in a really weird transitional period where a lot of us just are dealing with a lot of stuff that, and it's just being exponentially yelled at us because of the social media and the technology and what's going on. Uh, I just said a lot of things that really just was a bunch of gibberish. So if you want to talk a little bit, um, <laughs> you should for well, a second. I think the big picture technology and the the sort of sweeping effects it has on humanity really tie into um, a lot of the stuff that we've talked about on an individual basis, but on a level that can often be confusing. So like when you talk about be careful about the advice you solicit, I'm thinking about news media and how... You know, the integrity of the news media used to be such a big deal, and now it's just not. News media sources will straight up lie. <laughs> like, people will just spread misinformation to generate ratings. And it's profoundly disappointing to me to see, but at the same time, it's really encouraging because I think it's forcing us to grow in ways that we hadn't had to for a while. I think when you take something for granted, you don't really have to do the reflections, do the work, worry about it too much. And now that, now that you can't trust everything you hear, suddenly people are forced to be a little bit more incisive and a little bit more thoughtful about all of it. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. I do think that's really cool though. Do you think, do you think it's going to go that way? Or do you think we're just going to have a bunch of cynics in about 30 years, you know, and the world is just going to be full of people who just don't trust anybody? I think we'll have some cynics. I think that's the world. I think there will always be people who disagree with how things have gone, don't like what is happening and feel like they have the inside track. And I think that's fine. Like the world needs those people, right? The, the optimist is the one who say, we're going to put a giant metal tube on the moon. And the cynic goes, oh, yeah? How are you going to do that? Right? And I think both voices are equally important to the conversation yeah. because if you don't have one or the other, you know, either you never go to the moon or the rocket doesn't get off the ground. So I think in general, um, 
technology is applicable in so many unique ways and so many cool ways that that it it can be easy to get caught up in the negatives and the noise but at the same time i think it's also really powerful and really important because like we wouldn't be aware of what's going on in hong kong if we didn't have that right media right like if if people couldn't post their pictures to the internet about what's happening the government which is already trying to censor them and shut them down um would be able to do so that much more quickly yeah Yeah, it's. Um, I don't share as big of an optimism as you do for it, but I, I like. I mean, I agree with that last part of it for sure. I think it's really important to have that transparency and people who are willing to be putting themselves out there and post that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing, and I. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think we're going. I, th- I think it's going to get a little bit worse before it's going to get better. Uh, I think the tool of technology is going to create a lot of issues before it gets better. Yeah. And well, I, I've I, always go ahead. Well, I just and I think that's mostly because I don't mean to keep on going back to this at all, you know. But I, I guess that's kind of my whole thing is just. And maybe maybe it's just because I'm living in this time, and it's because I'm the age I am, and it's because, and and I'm actually not different than any other part in all of human history. You know, like it could just be the same. But uh, it just kind of feels like we're not going. This is not going to be something that's going to be positive. Like there's. There is something that's going to happen and something that has already happened that's going to be really detrimental to society because of misinformation or or technology that way. It's going to be used for worse before it gets used for better. It's like in the great stories, Mr. Frodo. <laughs> How could anything good happen when so much bad had already occurred? You know, it's like... I get that. (laughs) And I I agree that I think I've always felt like we take two steps forward and one step back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I I think this is the step back. Yeah. I do. And I think, I think this is going to propel us into a really cool few decades. Yeah. Yeah. I I think think that's kind of where this is coming from too. It's just kind of, I think that we have to, we have to recognize like an own that we have access to like that with all this information and with all of this awareness and with all this capacity for communication, like we have more responsibility than ever now to, to, to be judicious about it. And I think, I, I think that's, and I think right now, because you've got the remnants of the old guard who still in power, you've got all these wildly rich people who are still in control of so many of these outlets that, that it is being used for selfish purposes and singular purposes rather than greater goods. Um, and I think that event, I mean, those people will pass away. And I think, I think as we move forward, those selfish people will still exist. Obviously they're not going to go anywhere, but I think in general, especially as, as we have access to faster awareness and understanding of people's behaviors and like true selves in the, in, in the sort of glaring, 
nakedness of social media, the fact that you can't really hide anymore. And like, I think it's going to force people to be better. (laughs) Yeah. For for want of a better way of phrasing it. I am so optimistic about the future and going forward. And I really am. I mean, I talk about kind of the cynicism and the cynicism, cynicism and the, uh, the bad before the good, but like, I really do fully like think that it's going to get much better. And I have a lot of hope and uh, I'm excited about that. Yeah. And it's a relevant thing at the start of a new decade. <laughs> like, yeah, like here we are staring down another 10 years. Like, like where does technology go from here? Right. Like 10 years ago, smartphones were just coming into their own. Yeah. Right. What, what are the next 10 years hold? It's so exciting. I know yeah. it's just, do you think we're hitting diminishing returns or do you think nope. we're going to continue to see exponential growth? When it I comes definitely, to technology. I definitely think that when growth happens, it's exponential. But I, yeah. I, I do agree that we've become a little bit laconic about our growth because so many of us have hit a point. So many of us with means, right? So many of us with the money and the situation to live comfortably have chosen to live comfortably instead of challenging ourselves to step out of that comfort and push boundaries. Right. So some guy who could be inventing the flying car is instead playing video games, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, that very concept is is something that I've thought about a lot about how constant um, stimulation is hurting the overall creativity of society because nobody gets bored anymore. Mm-hmm. And there's no like inventing your own, like your own stories. I mean, there is still some of that, but like we are so fully into the remake and reboot culture right now. Yeah, and I don't know if just people have started to run out of ideas, or it's because you're getting constantly stimulated. You're not forced to create fun for yourself. Like those things still exist, but. I don't know. I, I, I like to do all that a lot because yeah. I've been sitting outside on my porch watching thunder and lightning and hanging out with my phone. I'm like, you know, I wouldn't have done this 20 years ago. And I just would have sat outside and had to come up with something myself or the person next to me. We like had to start, you know, I think that's a fascinating thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it's just that we just got to get over it and we're going to get over the hump and, We'll get back to that because phones will just be so integrated. They're still sh- new and shiny, though, you know. So mm-hmm. we still have that obsession with with making sure we're checking everything and being constantly stimulated. But if it's just part of our culture for the last for like three hundred years, maybe we go back and we revert back to it. Doesn't really matter if I check Facebook right now because I'm hanging out with folks. So yeah, and that's the thing I always try to do. That's how I challenge myself to ensure that I'm never too caught up in it is whenever I'm with people, I am very intentional, sometimes to a fault about not being on my phone. And so I'll like miss important texts or calls or something because I'm with people. And so I'm not on my phone. Yeah. And I mean, everything, you know, you just got to find your, your groove. 
and whatever mm-hmm. works and balance that you can be successful at for yourself. Yeah. Because it's going to be yeah. different for everybody. You know, sometimes I'd like to just look at my phone while I'm watching TV and sometimes I hate it, you know? It's <laughs> one of the things I got to get over is hanging out with people who watch TV with me and they're on their phones and I'm not, I want to pay attention and they're kind of paying attention, but like not in the way I want them to, you know, like mm-hmm. it's a struggle and, um, you kind of just have to let go of other people's enjoyments and which is hard to do. Cause you want to, you want to make sure people are having a good time. I am fine with people playing on their phones when we're watching something together until they turn to me and ask me to explain what's happening because they were playing on their phones. And that just sets me off like a bottle rocket, man. Yeah, me too. (laughs) But I don't I don't ever say it. Honestly, I'm not like I'm not like, well, you would know if you weren't playing on your phone because that's passive aggressive. I usually just explain it and then I grumble and simmer about it and hold a bit of a grudge. Wait, so is that passive aggressive? Like, yes. cause you're just telling them you would have gotten this if you just would have not been on your phone. Yeah, I guess you're right. What's the aggressive way to go about it? Cause I'd rather just be like, well, just watch it. And then yeah, you would have gotten put, it. Like put down your phone, rewind the show and watch and you'll yeah. see like, that's, I think that's more direct. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's a better, uh, better. I, I do like, I'm, I'm a big fan of the rewind when the rewind needs to happen. Yeah. I started, we started watching the Witcher. And, um, we got 16 minutes in and rewound like three or four times. And we're like, let's, we can't do this right now. <laughs> we have to like, cause we were having a good time and just chatting, you know, mm-hmm. which there's TV shows. I like to just talk like over and just hang out with people. The Witcher is not one of those. And, um, I eventually just turned it off. I was like, we, we're just not, we're not doing this right now. Cause I want to pay attention <laughs> to it. Like, this is not happening this way. So. Oh yeah. What else? I don't know what else I have. We um I had this little kernel of thing and and it grew to all these different 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 styles of popcorn and I'm very happy with it. Yeah. But it better be kettle corn because normal buttered popcorn is boring. Ah, there's a place for everything, man. Sometimes I just like salt in my popcorn. Sometimes I want it buttered without salt. Sometimes I want salt and butter. Sometimes I do caramel corn, caramel corn with chocolate, caramel corn with white chocolate, salted caramel corn with chocolate. Kettle corn. I do love kettle corn, though. It's really good. Uh, no, I don't think I think I was going to solve anything today, but like I very much so enjoyed kind of flushing out this and just chatting, not having an answer. Because there is none. Yeah. Or maybe there is one and we just haven't found it yet. That's also possible, you know, but like I'm not sure that's how this podcast works. So <laughs> pretty well, much sure anything everything we talk about, we just know. So. Well, while you're making up your mind about it, hopefully everybody else is making up their minds yeah, about it too. I think so too. I really hope so. Because you know eventually we're going to cave to the powers of peer pressure and we will be whatever people want us to be. Yeah. Artistic integrity is is dead. Oh, absolutely. The first time somebody offers me an ad, we're going to put it on here. I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) It's just going to happen. (laughs) We're going to have so many sponsored podcasts. Yeah. Do you you know about Dollar Shave Club? (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And we're going to put it right in the middle of the podcast so you have no opportunity to skip it. Perfect. You know, it's the dream. Yeah. Not at the end or at the beginning, just at the middle. Yeah. So 
I've gone through five episodes of The Simpsons during our conversation today. It's nice. Yeah, we did. It's a healthy episode. It was it's a healthy. It was a healthy, healthy big healthy baby. <laughs> it was. We got everything I wanted to. And uh, both my dogs in here are sleeping. I'm very excited Aww. about it. They're both very cute. Both chihuahuas, right? Yeah, one's a... They're both chihuahua mixes, and one is kind of a chihuahua wiener dog mix. We've kind mm-hmm. of figured out, and I don't know what Brutus is, uh, but he's definitely mostly chihuahua. And they're just the cutest little things, except for one of them gets really mad at the other one when they get too close to their owner sometimes, when like they're on my bed, so... Brutus has to, has to stay on my side of the bed. Typically, it's not allowed on the other part. <laughs> so, yeah, that's good. Um, that's the show. I think it's the fifth episode, fourth episode, 31st. I don't really know. This is going to go up whenever we decide it wants to go up. And uh, we're going to go from there. Next podcast after this is going to be about a different topic. So we're not going to do the same show two weeks in a row. Probably not. I'm I mean, so disappointed. Could, but we'll uh, probably have lots of new and interesting things to say about technology come next week. We probably would, though I don't know what's happening between now and next week, so uh, we may not actually. Got to keep your options open. I respect yeah. that. Who knows? That was a show. It was about things, and we talked for a while. Um, and it was infinite and there was a lot of pulp there and you can find me at places on the internet specifically social media I'd feel real bad not plugging (laughs) (laughs) after we just dissected how much uh, our feelings about it yeah Um, I'm at Damped Mango everywhere Twitter, Instagram Xbox, Playstation just whatever you want Damped Mango DMP 3D Mango. And you can see me and hear me. And actually, if you want to, you can email us at infinitepulp at... Wait, no, hold on. Reverse that. Email us at podcast at infinitepulp.com. We're so fancy. We have an email now. We'll answer all of your questions. So if you have a question... Throw it into us. We're going to pick the best ones, whatever makes the show worse, and choose those <laughs> ones, throw them out, and then whichever ones makes the show better, we're going to read those. We're going to throw those ones out, too. We're just going to read the mediocre ones. So just the most middling, awful question you can ask, ask to us, that's what I want to know. Um, no problems or anything. Really, we will – if you have a topic we want to talk about or you want to hear us talk about, we will absolutely – be open to those suggestions or if you just have opinions on our voices um throw it in doesn't matter feedback opinions anything where can people find you and uh, max baron reed on oh, now all the things that's my name go find me on the internet and uh we'll catch you next time have a wonderful rest of your evening good night everybody